Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, November 17, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, as you already know, most of you know, we're going to have some fun today. Let me just say that the market did everything we intended for it to do, only providing two days in last night's video, they did the whole kit and caboodle in one day. Now, they can go higher, don't get me wrong, but everything we wanted them to do from an intraday trading perspective and a lottery ticket trading perspective worked out. I know a lot of you took the trade. I got a whole litany full of emails, and I love it. I love to hear that people are making money. But here's the deal. There's a method to the madness. I put that out there last night for a very specific reason. I followed it up today, which you'll see in a few moments, inside the numbers. So there were actually two trades on the board, one for intraday traders, and then a secondary trade for the lotto trade. If you wanted them both, a lot of traders took them both, and they took them both off today, and a lot of people made a ton of money. Fantastic. And just for the record, I was a participant in the making a ton of money today. And it wasn't a ton, but it was a nice chunk of change. I took them both ways. The intraday trade, the lotto ticket trade, took them both off. It was a nice multi-thousand dollar day for many people, yours truly included. Let's go over the daily chart. We'll go over the stuff And then we'll circle back to inside the numbers. And then we'll go over some things, including the method behind the madness. There's something coming, which is why I put it out there last night. So now let's look at this objectively. So just from a large picture perspective, and we got a lot of different things to look at. We have been looking at a lot of different things, but we're going to start with this. The market makes a low, it goes up, it pulls back. Goes up again, pulls back goes up again and is pulling back. Now, we don't know whether or not today was the extent of that pullback or not, but what we do know is, represented by the horizontal line running across the screen, that's at 390.39. That is exactly this pivot high, and the reason why we use that one more time, this pivot high, is because we know one thing. We don't know certain things, but we do know one thing that the market thought that that price was important. Therefore, when the market ran up to that price, it was summarily rejected. When the market broke above that price, now it has come back to run a test of that same breakout area, also said another way, that same exact important price that the market told us a long time ago was important. Our job is not to forget those numbers. So the trade had a couple of reasons slash nuances. Reason number one, if, and it was a big if, we didn't know they were going to do this, but in last night's video, we said, if they come all the way down to this breakout area, that's the buy level for the lottery ticket. And then obviously it was a buy level intraday anyway. It's because under normal garden variety market conditions, they're going to find some level of at minimum of intraday support at that place. Now, the second thing was options expiration week, weird stuff happens. So it was really the perfect recipe to drop the market, have a shakeout operation, 
do the thing where they run the test of the important place, and then the rest is history. Can they continue up tomorrow right into the end of options expiration week? And the answer is, of course they can. Can they drop them? Of course they can. Either way, they already did the thing we expected them to do. They went up about 50 handles from the entry point. That was picture perfect. Where did they go? Remember this spot? That's the spot we said that if they broke down from, they would go to the next spot, and if they found support at the next spot, they would do what? They would want to run a test back up to the area they just broke down from. What did they do? Exactly that. That certainly deserves a couple of things. And not to be douchey about it, but I have to take the W. It also deserves a how do you like them apples. We'll throw in a how you doing to boot. If they keep going tomorrow into Friday, what's the next big time area that they're going to want to get to? 398.50. There's other stuff in between, but that would be essentially the prize. Why is that? It's unfinished business. Put it on a sticky note. Other side of things, if they come back down inside that area, 390.39, lower than that, below today's low, if they start down there tomorrow for some reason or other, it's a whole different kind of tape going on. That'll open the door for 385 and likely lower. That's a real-time type of thing. About inside the numbers, let's check out what was going on in there today. Let's take it piece by piece. From zero dark 30, how did this thing unfold? What was I putting up on the board? How would you have made money if you were an Inside the Number member? First order of business, we're waking up with some red candles on the futures chart. They might be doing phase one of the two-step as mentioned in the video last night. So right out of the shoot, I wake up this morning, I'm all excited. I see this thing unfolding, I smell money. So we know the important number. They've got to break down below 394.50. Some numbers of interest, 392. They could bounce the tape there, but that really wasn't my preference. That's why CAN was in italics. And that's also why I said next, the better stuff is lower. There's a zone between 390.75 down to a spike of 389.75. Low of day was a tweener. It was 390.15 or 14, I believe. So number one, on the way down, if you were bearish and taking the ride down, that was the early prize for the bears and should be met with buyers who would begin the bull bear battle stuff down there. And when I say take the ride down, there were certainly traders that were short overnight, short in the futures. Either way, it's a trader's choice. As we know from the video last night, I was a big buyer down there. We don't want to see him really below 389, so we won't talk about it. It's a real-time type of thing. On the flip side, we had an early rescue operation, and only getting above 395.50 on candle closes opens the door for a recapture of the bull case. Okay, fair enough. Let's see what we have as the morning creeps along. 831. We're not sure just yet whether it's the thieves in the morning at this point, but they already did the thing down south. They started bouncing off the top end of the zone. So here, at least we have an idea that it's an important spot. We saw the price action or reaction down around that area. So they're kind of reconfirms for me that I'm in the right spot. 
So right here, we've got phase one, already at 8.30 in the morning. Now, what do we have at 9.12? Okay, I'm more excited than I was at zero dark 30. They're doing the thing down there. There are a few important numbers around. We've got 390.65, 389.75, and then we've got the last line of defense before you see 388 and so on. So I've got to lay the whole thing out so everybody knows. You don't want to be caught with your pants down as a just-in-caser. You have to know both sides. You're always the umpire calling balls and strikes. Here's the concept one more time. This is before the opening bell. I couldn't be more clear from last night forward. They should bounce out of here. It's pretty cut and dry. It doesn't have to be at the open or even this morning. What I'm saying is you got to give them time. It's a really important spot from the daily chart. Intraday, they can bounce right out of there, but it's a daily chart thing. They could spend some time down there. Time is more important than price. All right, let's keep going real quick. 921. This is for the intraday trader. This is the difference between the lotto trade, the intraday trade. Just want to make sure everybody's clear. A trader can buy anywhere down in the zone for a scalp trade with potential. That's our normal morning trade situation, which means you take some profit and hold a trailer for the never know. Moving along, see what else we have. 934, any trader that bought the thing inside the zone has already been provided the first scalp of the day. Pretty self-explanatory. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The line is still the same, 390.39. You can see what was going on here. They gave you a nice bounce a couple of times, came back for a retest a couple of times, and then took off. Again, test, retest. As long as they stay above that area and they don't start getting really into and below that area, then she's finding support. It's the definition of the bull bear battle. Here, just... Think about this one, 941. Remember, the idea of the lotto trade that can work out today, by the way, rather than tomorrow, and it did, is for around 50 handles or so in the S&P. You have to take profit along the way, at least some, and they won't make it easy. Won't make it easy, meaning come back for the retest over and over a couple of times. We're going to go over other stuff. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You got the concept. You saw the trade, you knew about it last night, the money was where the mouth is, a lot of traders made money today, it's fantastic. Stocks on the move, SQ, CZR, we'll take a look at, Children's Place did not do the deal, it's off the board, it's a no trade. By the way, little clue, little hint early in the morning that I look at all the time. When I see the S&P down a lot, for example, like today, not a tremendous amount, but it was down a fair amount where you would find a number of stocks beginning to melt away in the pre-market. A lot of the things that are widely held, they're being sold if there's really pressure in the market. Well, guess what? I peek over to my list. I don't see a lot of that going on. I see down pennies and stuff like that. And I kind of had a sense for the whole thing was going to unfold, the way we laid it out, kind of a fake sell-off, options expiration, weird stuff happens, run down to test an important spot and bounce off of it. That was the concept and it was evidenced by the fact that I really couldn't find a lot of stuff to put on stocks on the move. SQ, haircut at the open, 66.67 was the number on the board. Guess what? They did the thing. The low in the first candle of the day, 66.61. The low a few minutes later, or the high a few minutes later, pardon me, is 67.85. That's the minimum required base hit and then some. And then they took off again to the upside. 
CZR did a bit of a Macarena shuffle in front of the number before they did the number, but nevertheless, the takeaway, whether you traded it or not, is the numbers work. You could see here, low of day, 47.89, 47.95 was the suggested retail price. About Camp IWM, they came a little lower than I would have expected them to come in the same type of trading scenario, magnitude scenario, where the S&P was. It's interesting, a little bit of relative weakness once again. I think this deserves to be a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's on a sticky note, if you will, please. Until they recapture 185 or so, there's really going to be pressure to the downside, or at least to eat more time off the clock for Camp IWM. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Again, relative weakness. They were down a ton this morning. They were running a test down at least in the vicinity, or trying to, in the vicinity of the big breakup candle low. You got the moving averages down here. We talked about this last night. This is really the last line of defense before the thing turns from into a nice uptrend into not such a nice uptrend any longer. But look at the tremendous bounce. Still finished down a lot. Relative weakness. Another puzzle piece. Another sticky note candidate. My two favorite market leading indicators, the IWM and the transports, both down with relative weakness even by the end of the day. You have to take that and you have to understand that whether we go up tomorrow or not, this is something to watch beyond tomorrow. The Q people, nice bounce in the Q along with everything else. Same routine. Weakness overall, meaning the Qs are still weaker on the chart than most. This is the weekly chart, so we have to be aware of it. It's an awareness, and we also have to remember, until further notice, until proven otherwise, this is still a bounce in a downtrend. Even though today was a down day, it was still a bounce in a downtrend concept that we've got going on here. XLF ran a test of its breakup candle low, didn't even get to the moving average, and bounced. So it's still in a nice uptrend, eating time off the clock above the 200 period moving average, ran a test of an important spot. Everything was pretty much on par today for Queen XLF. Longer term perspective, if they can't recapture the convergence of these moving averages on a weekly basis and they start trading away from them in the downward direction, then it will have been a test and only a test. Remember, Still a bounce and a downtrend, but the financials are telling us something different at present than a lot of the other markets. It's a sign. It's a puzzle piece. It's also on a sticky note. And then you flip it around and you see Smash Mouth had an update relative strength against everything else, the tech space and beyond, up 1% today. So here you have a divergence. This is called a positive divergence. XLF had a positive divergence from other charts. Smash Mouth is now having a positive divergence from the market today. Is it signaling more upside, more strength coming, or is it just options expiration, weird stuff happens stuff? We'll find out when they clear the deck tomorrow. Now, they said something's coming. Here's what it is. And here's the reason why I gave that trade last night. I reinforced it today. There's more of that stuff that's certainly possible, but I'm a one-man band. So in an effort to expand things a little bit more, specifically for these swing trading opportunities, and when I say swing trading, could be an extended day trade, could be a swing trade for a couple of days, 
quicker bounce type stuff could extend into a week or two like normal swing trades can, but there's other stuff that happens on a more immediate basis. I've created a community for starters. There's a couple of things going on. This is item number one. This is what the community looks like now. It'll change slightly. It'll develop over time based on what the members want. This is gonna be inside the Lazy Swing Trader product. We're gonna have interactive discussions. We're gonna hold a webinar type event. You see there's an event tab up here. We're gonna have a webinar type event on a regular basis to go over positions, to answer questions, and to potentially find positions that you all see that I don't see. It's a two-way street. That's part of the community. We're gonna be able to ask questions. You think you found the chart? Let's hear about it. Let's see it. Let's go over it. Maybe there's a trade there. These type of things. Let's expand it for the benefit of everybody. That's part number one. Part number B is I have what I call AI manual version. I've got an algorithm, I have a calculator, it's mixed with a couple of other things, and hence out the other side, kind of like sausage, you have an algorithm. But I don't trust the algorithm in total to just let it loose, give it to you, let you buy it, let you see it, whatever it is. What I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna use it for the benefit of the swing trading service, and I'm gonna use it like this. I've started loading it up, with a lot of stocks. There's probably gonna be several hundred in there, not just big cap stuff. I'm gonna sprinkle in some other things as well. Maybe some exchange traded funds, some commodities, small cap, mid cap, whatever it is. They'll have criteria, but it can be an expansive list. When something's coming into a number, the idea is it's gonna show up on a watch list that's also gonna be inside the members area of the lazy swing trader. You're not gonna see the entire list, you're not gonna see my list, but you'll see things that are coming close. Maybe the top one or 2% of the day, maybe the top five that are close, the top seven, something like that. And it'll rotate every day because stuff moves around. But you're gonna have the list as a watch list with the numbers ahead of time. So now we're gonna have a community where when you make a post or you get a post from me, you can get or choose to get or not get a notification. I recognize that's something that's been missing. And you're also going to be able to see the watch list of things that I'm watching that are coming close that I make a game time decision whether or not it enters into the portfolio, but you're gonna be able to take those trades because those are gonna be at the numbers. I just can't put everything on the board. I can't take every trade for the benefit of you. What happens if five hit at the same time? However, if you want to take more than what I put on the board, that's totally up to you. They will be the bona fide numbers. So I'm enhancing the swing trading product. Stay tuned for more, and it's sooner than later. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.